it's like no big deal in the book and I find that really funny like the girl's like not really phased by, by that I mean she, I think she does question it but I'm like girl do you not like realize that y'all are like three into this like there's you him and the dick like this is not a two people thing <laughs> episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm M. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. Wait, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, and before we get into the catch up and chill part of this episode, I we usually do this at the end, but I just want to do it um, here in the beginning for, you know, for a change. Um, and it is to ask you, if you use Apple Podcast, please consider leaving us a review online. It helps us a ton. You can also give us a like on some podcast apps. You can send us an email if you want to. Even um, tweet us, you know, just... Yeah, tweet us anything that, you know, if you have an opinion, something, a comment, whatever, please let, let us know. Our um, details are all in the description of the episode below. Um, so... Today, we are doing a catch up and chill episode, which if you've been here before, it means that um, we essentially have a list. Each of us has a list of books, TV shows, movies, whatever it may be that um, we're really loving at the moment. And we talk about them, we explain them, we rave about them, and uh, that's pretty much it. (laughs) So, (laughs) who wants to start? Crickets. I feel like I'm always starting, <laughs> you know? I don't want to start today. <laughs> should, I, should I start? I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Do that's it. one for the team. <laughs> okay, so for my first book, um, it's In Love and War by Kyra Parsi. Mm-hmm. Sorry if I mispronounce the author's name. I freaking love this book. It's an office... It's an enemies to lovers office romance. Ooh! Okay. So, okay, so I'll start with saying that it has to do with Millie, our heroine, where she interns at her father's marketing firm. The plan is for her to take over when the dad retires. Mm. So she starts at 17 and she meets the dad's, like, uh, protege, I guess you could say, like the dad's favorite, which is Zachary, our hero. And so right away, like, she's like, uh, she's like goo goo for him. Like, he's really handsome. So uh, she meets him. She's <laughs> is getting flustered. It's way harder to explain a book than you would think. No, I just thought she was getting flustered by thinking, um, you know, that thinking too. about this guy. Oh, that too. But no, but it's hard for me to uh, summarize or explain books. But anyway, yeah, so she meets him. She's like, oh, my God, he's he's really good looking. Um, so she basically becomes his intern. He gives her a lot of tasks to do and she's kind of like bothered because she's doing like things that she didn't expect to be doing and she messes up a lot like she messes up the work and he gets mad and she ends up messing up like this really huge project and he ends up firing her 
and <gasps> she gets mad. She's like, how dare you? Like, oh, you no. can't fire me. Like, this is my dad's company. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how she dare. goes off on him and she goes, she goes upstairs. She goes upstairs and like goes into her father's office and like starts complaining. And then he ends up going up there to kind of explain to the dad like what went on. Like, she's not professional. She's not yeah. doing the work. She's just mediocre. And like, <gasps> so um, they start going at it. And that's how it becomes like the enemies, the enemies part. So she ends up leaving. Um, she leaves she her dad's to, company. She leaves, yeah, because she's an intern. So she, has oh, to she was she has fired to, to begin she with. She was fired so. too, and like the dad agreed. Like the dad agrees. Like okay, like you know what? Like um, you still have to go to college. You know, you kind of have to prove yourself. Um, I do like that the the dad wasn't a supportive nepotism though. Yeah, yeah no. So he he kind of like let That's her great. down easy, you know. So she's like, you know what? So so basically, the guy Zachary, he he thinks he's gonna take over the company because he's worked really hard you at it. You piece of shit! Obviously not. Yeah. So he that's what his goal is to kind of you know go up on the ladder and work hard and um, so she leaves. She goes to college, university. She ends up becoming like this really. She becomes big in the marketing world, but she ends up going to. It takes place in Canada, I think. If I remember. Oh, so she goes to the States and she she works at this marketing firm, yada, yada, yada. She ends up coming back and gets a job at her dad's company and she works beside the hero. And then that's when it starts off like the enemies to lovers, like they're like neck and neck. She's trying to prove herself. Um, he doesn't really believe that she has like the work ethic. And I just love it. It has like a good amount of like enemies to lovers. There was a good balance of, like, sexiness. It wasn't, like, over the top. Um, he was jealous, too. Like, it has, like, a really good, like, sexy scenes. And, yeah. It sounds very, very good. I freaking loved it. Like, some, there's been times where I go back and, like, read my favorite scenes again. Sometimes yeah, you just really need good. a really good office romance. I feel like that's sometimes my go-to when I just, like, want to read a contemporary book. For some reason, office romance just, you know, get me. Yeah, because it's a setting that's perfect for enemies to lovers in the sense that, like, in the contem- contemporary mm-hmm. world. Because otherwise, it's hard to have, like, a true enemies to lovers because people are not really... I mean, I guess it's it'd be, like, rivals to lovers. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's hard to have, like, two people that are actually, you know, against each other, you know, as, like, a competition of sorts, if you will. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Seth, do you want to go ahead? Because the vacuum is still going, unfortunately. <laughs> Okay, um, all right, I'll switch things up a bit. Does that mean aliens? It could mean anything. It actually means orcs. Oh, that's right. (laughs) We weren't there. Uh, Okay, so my first mention is The Lady and the Orc by Finley Fenn. Um, this is, this is a book we all, all, the three of us all tried, and I ended up, uh, sticking through, uh, all of that, that smut. So basically, fantasy romance, I don't even, like, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe this. Fantasy romance where, like, orcs, like, think not Lord of the Rings orcs, but, like, hot orcs, Think you know. orc-tasmic. Or, no, wait, orc-gasmic. Orc-gasmic. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> think muscly, big orcs very very big orcs <laughs> yeah anyways uh the story starts off with 
Orcs are the villains of humans. They're known to plunder, raid, and, like, kill humans. It starts off with um, the heroine being left alone after her husband goes on, like, some, I don't know what. Um, he's some knight. Anyways, she's left alone, and then, obviously, her home is raided by orcs. And she's taken by the general and is forced to be his mate. But basically things happen and, like, she takes a whiff of him or something. And <laughs> he she smells real good. <laughs> Apparently. Somehow. Their scent <laughs> isn't attracted to uh, females. Uh-huh. And they kind of do the do. And um, by do the do, I mean, like, all the time. and All of the time. All of it. In, uh, you know, with the amount of bodily fluids. Um, we, had a, we had a running joke in the group chat that was, like, buckets. <laughs> yeah. And then I said that, you know, she kind of needs a dam to stop all of that. <laughs> that sounds so bad, but it's so true. <laughs> I mean... It was so We much cannot talk about this juice. book without... Like, we're not exaggerating. Like, it is gushing out of her. <laughs> What was the word? Ga- a gazer? Like a gazer of A like, geyser. Is it a, a geyser, geyser? Or a geyser? I don't know. Whatever it is, that word is literally used to explain what happens when he, you know, pulls out. And then it's she literally says there's a puddle on the floor. Like it just like, bleh, like comes out. Like, you know, projectile vomit? Like I honestly, that's what I, I was envisioning. Like projectile vomit, but coming out of down there. Yeah. And let's also not forget, like this man had the size of like, a fire hydrant between his legs oh yeah he it literally says ladies and gents in the book his dick is described as a tree the the, like the width of a tree (laughs) not like a whole grown-ass mature tree i imagine but like a tree nonetheless i don't think it was a twig you know so so definitely not a twig okay (laughs) if copians copians that made no sense (laughs) if copious amounts of jizz you know is kind of your thing but it it comes from the sack though his sack must be literally dragging on the floor for the amount of jizz that comes out of it i'm sorry but where does it come from? i don't know if you girls got to the part where like um spoiler if you obviously haven't read the book um there's a scene where um she's kind of giving him you know a blowjob and um it's time for his, you know, culmination of mm. sorts. Oh, my God. And it literally whacks her in the eye. She would drown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what the heck, man? How is this? Mm-mm. Oh, no. Anyways, I did enjoy this book. All the spice aside, all the, I mean, the bodily not aside, fluids aside. <laughs> yeah, no, I really liked it. I mean... But I do feel like it was a lot um, until the story kind of kicked off. Mm -hmm. And I honestly thought this book delivered a really great story. Um, And it's just, we were given a hero that doesn't live by our ideals. He doesn't have the same beliefs humans do. And that causes for a lot of friction and conflict um, in their relationship. And by friction, I don't mean that friction. I mean, like, you know, personality uh, clashes. And, yeah, I just, like, if you love angst, this book is for you. Honestly. Like, I had scenes where I was crying because of, like, how stressed I was. And also, like, how much it affected me in terms of, like, the emotions. And, yeah, I mean, like, if smut, like, if you're for some reason you're not, like, a fan of all the smut, then maybe this book isn't for you. But, like, the angst portion of it, 
like the story actually was really up my alley and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and the little of it that I read um, was already sort of kickstarting an interesting conversation of like in a conflict, how we portray the enemy in a way that makes us that always puts us as like the hero whereas yeah. we're not always the hero in the story and i felt mm-hmm. like this had like a an interesting ambiguous conflict where it's like both sides have kind of uh villainized the other but turns out like both of them have done terrible things and no one is really right in this case at least that's what i was seeing with what i read but you can tell me if that's like yeah if it goes deeper I mean like it was it was a tough situation so basically there's a whole conflict between the humans and the orcs and it's just like an ongoing conflict and the orcs just want equality and like a place to live and a place to call their own and obviously like that's not anything bad that they're asking for it they deserve it they're so basically it's a species of all men and they need female women to procreate uh, that made no sense, female women, like human females is what I meant, to procreate because they have no females of their own. And yeah, I just like, it brought about interesting discussions and interesting thoughts that kind of relate to our own world in terms of like wanting equality and wanting equity and things like that. And also the lengths one would go to achieve peace and achieve their dream of having a home for their people. Um was also discussed so forced marriage is a big trope in this so that's also something that i liked i guess probably also like depending on your enemy while also fighting your enemy because like they need human women but at the same time they fight uh they fight them they fight humans exactly it's interesting and the orcs are battling this lifelong i guess blackmail or like brainwash of like what orcs are and like Jewel, the main female, she started off with, like, despising orcs and expecting the worst from them because that's all she's ever learned. And it's about, like, you know, breaking that belief and trying to mold it into something else. And that's another battle that they have to fight as well. And I just feel like this book dealt with a lot. All right. So first book on my list is His Secondhand Wife by Cheryl Cheryl? Uh, St. John. It Why is, is that title so angsty? Well, because it is a very angsty book. <laughs> Give it to me. No, it's a Western romance set in, oh God, probably like late 1800s, I want to say. Um, and essentially you have our hero who is Noah. And Noah is very grumpy, uh, not very... You know, he doesn't socialize very much because when he was young, he got um, caught in a electric fence and he got like really, really scarred as a result. And people fear him because he's, you know, kind of deformed on one side, if you will. Um, Anyways, um, so he's had a life of isolation and just having no friends and anything. So. Um, He does have a brother who growing up was kind of his only friend um, and he learns early on in the book that his brother has died. And so he um, finds out (laughs) that his brother actually had a wife that he had no idea about and um, said wife is pregnant from brother. Um, So our heroine Kate is the pregnant woman in question. And uh, Noah and her sort of meet and quickly Noah realizes that his brother probably wasn't the best men 
because he had left her. Oh my god. Yeah, he had no intentions of uh, taking care of said baby. He, um, you know, ran out of town when he heard the news. Um, so Noah is like, all right, it's, you know, my duty to, you know, take this woman in, take, take care of her, take care of their child. And so essentially the whole premise of the book is that um, they decide to marry because she's now living on his ranch because he's a rancher, everyone. <laughs> Which apparently I find very hot now. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I remember I remember vividly you said you didn't find Western romances interesting or like you at didn't all. want to read them. At Look all. at you now. Like, I mean, I still think the cowboys are not hot, but somehow ranchers are. I don't know. There's a difference. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so they they get married because they're living together and it's kind of frowned upon. Um, and it's just really angsty, guys. Like, it honestly had, it just had moments where I was like clutching at my heart. Type okay, of now I really like, want to read oof. it. Because they don't understand each other sometimes because obviously Noah comes from this perception of like nobody could ever care for me nobody could ever find me beautiful or want me or desire me or whatever and she's very Kate is super like loving and like she wants to understand this man and she wants to make you know the most of of this marriage that they have but they Mm -hmm. just don't communicate very well in some parts and it's just the hurt the hurt that ensues and you're just like clutching up your heart like people i just want you to be happy um so it's a short book it's a sweet book um and yeah i really liked it a lot like very very much i'm adding that to my list (laughs) i feel like anytime you girls talk about a book i'm adding it and i just yeah these episodes are terrible for my tbr too (laughs) but oh well what are um like is it is there, like, some smut? Like, is it um, some sexy uh, times? I think there is, if I remember correctly. Like, I don't think it's okay. fade to black, but it's not. It's not explicit. No, it's, like, there's sex like on overly the page, explicit. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. And is it an older book? It is. I've, I've had a lot of luck with older books you have you wouldn't think so because it's like it's always a risk you know like you can pick up an older book and you're like what the trash is this (laughs) but and then you can pick up one and you're like this is the most beautiful thing i've ever read it's epic it's beautiful i mean in this case it's not like epic in any way but um and Mm -hmm. i will say that like in the very beginning i found the writing to be like a little bit hard to get into but then when, when i did when i did I did, you know, like I was okay. fully invested into this story. Okay. So, yeah. Anyways, S, do you want to take it from here? Okay. So for my second book, it's going to be A Lady of Rook's Grave, A Lady of Rook's Grave Manor by oh, Catherine The Moore. smutty Ooh, monster. The harem. Yeah. The, mus- the monster fucking reverse harem Ooh. book. I want to read this book. Tell me all about it. Um, It was really good. I really was loved it. it. Yeah, it's 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 about uh, the heroine. Her name's Esther. She's like lose. She's like in the middle of like losing her job as a maid, and she has nowhere to go. The doctor, there's a doctor that goes to where she works, where he kind of um, helps the women. Um, mm-hmm. He like, yeah, you did like the little 
air quotations. What does that mean? Um, he he helps <laughs> them with like pain. Um, basically, he oh. just goes and like you keep doing <laughs> air quotations. Pain, I need to know what they quotes. mean. Um, does he, that mean like? Does he help them sexually? Sexually, he does. Okay. And, so there's this doctor. His name is uh, Doctor Underwood. All right. So Doctor Fetish, check. <laughs> and Esther. Every time he goes over, Esther's like always peeking behind like a curtain, behind a door. So basically, she loses her job and she does. She has nowhere to go. And Doctor Underwood suggests that she uh, looks for employment at this manor called uh, Looksgrave, Brooksgrave. Sorry. And basically, it's a place where. The girls live and they have relations <laughs> with these monsters. <laughs> Sam's face. Um, so basically, okay, Sam's so. face is one of interest. <laughs> She's like, oh. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Where is this house? I need a map. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so rewind. So before she goes, um, Dr. Underwood, like, tells her like come to this come to my place so i can kind of explain what that whole house is about and um he's basically a monster dr underwood's doing the most i need a referral to him too yeah (laughs) and so his monster there's five monsters that she's involved with dr underwood is one of them and he he has like an alter ego where his body like jacqueline hyde yes where his body like transform into like this big old freaking like completely opposite of him like this big monster and like he's like hideous and like huge and um and she she accepts him basically so she's like yeah like this is for me like I accept you uh she goes to live at that manor and she meets these five different guys where she's involved with it's the book is very smutty um it's sweet there's a little bit of conflict and yeah there's a lot of monster fucking but it's a massive book right uh, it's about like 300 pages a little over 300 pages oh, oh wow. i don't know why i thought it was i mean longer. it's pretty long for mostly smut yeah no? <laughs> what i you mean know? it's five guys it's five guys so, I mean, sure they need they all need to have their time to shine or are they all going at it at the same time there's scenes where there's there's three of them two of them and then I think, yeah, there's, like, a couple scenes where they're kind of all, like, just there. Not really involved with each other, but just there for her pleasure. And Watching. This is just so far beyond the realm of things that I <laughs> <laughs> I love that for you, though. Love it for you. For both of you. I'm sure no, and I love, at, like, <laughs> thank you, S, for, like, taking one for the team first and, like, you know, venturing out and experiencing <laughs> that for us. Um, I, I would like to, uh, you know... Join that book as well. Join me in um, this adventure. So. I am me. curious, though. I have one question. Do each monster... That makes no sense. Does each monster um, have different... Um, Appendages? Sure. Penises? <laughs> there you go. Um, I think they're all kind of... Okay, so let me explain. I guess, should I say like <laughs> what the guys detail, are? This is Let's what go into detail. Let's go into detail of the guys. Yeah. So there's Dr. Underwood, the one that has this alter ego, and he turns, uh-huh. like, all beastly-like. Um, uh-huh. It's all normal. It's just all big and huge. Because that's normal. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's Booker, and he's made out of, like, marble. 
out of like stone i know i know wait but you know what the first dildos were made out of marble i think marble yeah so you know that makes sense so yeah okay this is historically accurate everyone (laughs) (laughs) so he's made out of marble and for him i felt like it was kind of painful like i wouldn't want to be sounds like it would hurt i mean ow yeah yeah because this is how bella described fucking edward he was marble yeah his skin was like marble you're right like he felt like that yeah and then he was hard not like hard as in you know anyways it just sounded like it hurt a lot and then there's um i think his name's like august 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 it's august um he's like a he's a vampire that loves to cook he was great and then there's ezra where he's he was cursed to be invisible so ghost fucking yeah yeah and then <laughs> the joy on Sarah's face. <laughs> I think you're mad his book, Seth. Like she finally found what she's been looking for for years. No, I'm just referring back to our stupid conversation. And then there's this is where the this this is the last guy where he's a little different. His, his name is Amon. He's kind of like a cat-like, uh, like a sphinx with like wings, mm. and his dick has kind of like a little hook. That kind of like oh. hooks inside. Ow. Oh, but cats cats have that apparently. Wasn't it you that said that stuff? Like cats have that. Probably. <laughs> I sound like you're such... the connoisseur when it comes yeah. to these sort of things. <laughs> I need to change my name. I'm no longer Seth, enemies to lovers connoisseur. I feel like I'm Seth, special <laughs> dick connoisseur. Yeah. <laughs> Love that for you. Yeah. So he's had he has like a hook thing that kind of hooks inside and for her pleasure. She loved it, apparently, so... Well, good for her. Unless the hook is, like, hitting hitting that spot, but, like, if it's not hitting that spot, then what's the what? point <laughs> of the hook? Is that a pun? Because it's pointy. Mm, <laughs> well, I mean, it's point G. <laughs> the G spot. <laughs> oh, Lord. We spent too long on talking about monster anatomy. Monster dicks. Um, should be the name of this podcast actually um but you know what this reminded me of the whole like oh there's a doctor helping these women in this like hotel type of thing it reminds me of like i and i wonder if it's inspired by that like the whole like uses of the fainting couch which was not at all for fainting do you guys know that yeah yeah well in case people don't know uh, the whole fainting couch thing was like essentially there was a doctor that would come to a lady's house because she was complaining of whatever such thing and um, hysterics most of all <laughs> and this doctor would essentially give her orgasms because that was the cure and the whole fainting couch thing was where it would take place <laughs> so that's the uses of that the more you know that's yeah <laughs> but that's essentially what underwood was he was yeah. like one of those doctors you know, well, glad you love that. <laughs> and I love that for you. Yeah. And I might love that for me, too. We'll see. <laughs> Give it a try, Seth. <laughs> well, wait, no, you're next. I'm next. Yeah. Yes. Um, but again, if you want to skip me over, it's no, fine. No, it's fine. I don't want to do that. Okay. okay. Never. Sadly, I'm going to be switching gears. Um, sadly, no smut. Um will be talked about here but i will be talking about mariana zapata which is um the queen well at least my queen of slow burns i love her um so all rose lee here was her newest book and it was really good i actually really enjoyed that book 
Um, so general premise. It starts off with a woman who basically wants to start a new life, and she ends up driving until she ends up wherever she did. I don't remember where it was. Anyways, um, she finds a garage apartment to rent. She thinks it's all set in stone, and she's, like, ready to move in and, like, you know, have a life there. Until she finds out that it was the owner's son who pretended to be him and rented out to her because he wanted money to buy a guitar. And obviously her his dad uh, finds that out when he sees someone moving about in his garage apartment. And um, he's obviously the hero of the story. Uh, yeah, so they don't start off on, a, on, like, the best start in the sense where, like, you just think she was, like, some weirdo that kind of preyed upon his son. Um, and he obviously doesn't trust strangers. And, yeah, the story starts there. And it's just, like, it's cute because I, I like seeing her bond with the, the son, Amos. And also, like, his changing of emotions um, in regards to her. And, like, things start to change when um, Amos, the son, kind of, like, gets hurt. And... Yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like your regular contemporary book, but it's Crazy Slow Burn, uh, which is on brand for Mariana Zapata. Um, and yeah, it's just a story of like healing and finding yourself and also like after a horrible relationship, where do you go from there? And it's just, yeah, it's just really good. It's good. That's all I, that's all I need to say about it. And if you like single dads, yeah, hot single dads, yeah, salt and pepper hair, Ooh. him, Ooh. yeah. Yes. Do you consider this book kind of like a grumpy sunshine trope or no? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Mariana Zapata kind of mostly just writes grumpy sunshine, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. And it works. It's a trope that just works many times over. And it still works for Mariana Zapata. I mean, I just feel yeah. like I'm of the opinion that if an author has found something that they just really, really love and they're really, really good at... Why should yeah. they change it? <laughs> you know? Like, exactly. You can change the plot, but if there's a trope like enemies to lovers, there will never be enough enemies to lovers in the world. Yeah. Just continue writing that. Like, why should you exactly. have to change and switch up the tropes every time? No, and I totally agree with that. And she does switch up things a bit. The last book that she wrote was A Friends to Lovers. I really enjoyed this book a lot. And if you're, like, a fan of her older works, like, say, Colty, Wall of Winnipeg, and Me... I honestly think you would enjoy All Roads Lead Here. There's also, like, the it's a teenager, right? The the child is, like, a teenager? Yeah, 15. I feel like there yes. should be more teenagers in, in, in books. I feel like they make things yeah. interesting because they're adult enough to understand what's going on with their parents, mm-hmm. but also yeah. young enough to, to cause trouble, which I just love. I just love kids in, in books. Yeah, but yeah, me too. Definitely not enough teenagers in romance. No, I agree. I think having kids in stories, especially romance stories is amazing and I love reading books about kids and stories but yeah single parents single dads really hot so moving on and back towards uh interesting appendages um (gasps) I have a sci-fi novel next which is called Saving Ascara I think is how you pronounce that that is also on my list by J.M. Link um so essentially you have Victoria and Adoris I think that's how you pronounce his name um, and Victoria, 
Well, first of all, Adorus um, is an alien, um, and his planet uh, has been attacked by another alien species, and so they're kind of on the run, trying to survive, um, and they're like a highly developed, like m- more intelligent than us species, but they have to ask us for help because, you know, of the other race that's like fighting them. Anyways, um, and, you know, they're not super happy to be uh, calling on the humans because, you know, we're kind of the dirt under their shoes most of the time. <laughs> anyway, and this is the first alien race that humans have encountered. And so Victoria is a doctor who is called to become the sort of liaison, if you want, between the aliens and the humans. Um, and essentially, the story is about them sort of slowly becoming a thing and I mean I say that really like with ambiguity because technically there's no like romance in this book it's like it's really? like quite slow burn but slow burn with sex oh, okay there is sex that so was my so question. there is sex but like there's no really like emotional connection between them yet it is like it's not a standalone so there is a sequel uh, which I haven't read yet, um, but... Will it just be a du- uh, two books? Yeah, like I, I believe or... it's just the two books. Okay. Um, anyways, I really enjoyed the book overall. Um, it had some pretty hot sex, including, and I don't know why I feel the need to specify this, but apparently we need to go into detail when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, of course we do. <laughs> he has a pretty normal appendage but said appendage does have sort of like a mind of its own question mark like it's sort of independent it just (laughs) it just moves when it wants to move and just finds its way places if that makes well first of all he has a like a legit a literal third leg i mean if you want to put it that way it's got it's it's like it's almost like it has a brain like it's almost like it's sentient in some way because okay let me, let me explain it's on the inside so they have this little fold thingy that just opens when you know it's time to get dirty. Oh, it opens and it comes out yeah it comes out and <laughs> um essentially in the scenes how it was described is that uh it just finds its way where it wants to go like it just independently finds its way into the hole like he's he's not controlling <laughs> so yeah. uh, i'm reading what's the name of the book again i'm adding it to my tbr <laughs> i love how i'm like the, ooh, maybe not and then s is like okay i'm adding it it's like no big deal in the book and i find that really funny like the girl's like not really phased by, by that i mean she i think she does question it but i'm like girl <laughs> do you not like realize that y'all are like three into this like there's you him and the dick <laughs> like, this is not a two people thing now <laughs> like, just... that's funny anyway well, i mean i still want to read it but thanks for that uh i would i mean you're welcome and that's that. I mean, I don't really have anything else to say about the book. Like, it's very, it, it, I mean, it sounds like it's just sex. That's not it at all. Like, there is, like, yeah. a really interesting developing uh, relationship between Victoria and Adoras that's, you know, obviously mm. 
both of them sort of don't like each other not necessarily don't like each other he does have like prejudices uh, you know towards humans just because we are like barbarians in his eyes yeah. but um you know it's more like they have to get over the fact that the other is so alien to them and like how would okay. other people think of what they're doing they have to like come to terms with like I'm attracted to an alien like what the fuck so I mean that's our everyday you know, problems life. that we don't have <laughs> <laughs> anywho <laughs> I have a question yes um is this set in the future of earth or is it I think present? I think so and yeah yeah it is Does but it not that year? far ahead okay I don't so think soon. it was like maybe 2100 or something Oh, you so know. I'll be dead. So we'll be dead. <laughs> Sad to know that I'd be dead before we got our first alien contact. Um, anyways, S. Okay, so for the next, it's not a book, it's a TV show. It's Ooh. it's a late 90s, early 2000s show, so it's very old. Um, it's called Felicity. I don't know if you girls have watched oh, it. Oh, yes, or, I've heard of it. Or have seen it, yeah. So it's a very old school show. I came across the show on Hulu, like I kept seeing it pop up and I was just like, okay, I'm going to give it a try. Like, it, it's a sign that it keeps popping up. Um, mm-hmm. So basically, it's about Felicity, who is this shy, sheltered girl. Um, she does everything that her parents suggest. Um, and it starts off with her, with her graduating high school. And she has this crush on this guy named Ben. And she sees him and she kind of works up the courage to go ask him if he can sign her a yearbook. And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. So, But she thinks that he he doesn't know who she is. So she's kind of like expecting for him to kind of be like, who the hell are you? But he's like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, he gets a yearbook. He sits down on the grass and he starts writing his message. And she's kind of shocked. Like, oh, shit. Like, she thought he was going to write like something generic. But he wrote like mm-hmm. a full page. And, yeah, he gets up, he gives her, he's like, all right, um, good luck with the future. And he starts to walk away, and she opens the yearbook, and she reads what he wrote. And basically, like, he just says that he's noticed her and, like, wishes her well in the future. And she kind of gets excited, and she, like, calls him back and is like, oh, where are you going to school? He's like, oh, I'm going to attend uh, uh, New York University. Uh, he's he's moving to New York, NYU. And... So this girl has like a bunch of acceptance letters from different universities and he asked her like, oh, where are you going? She's like, oh, I'm not sure yet. So this girl goes to her, goes no. to her, she goes to girl. her room, she looks through all her, her applications, oh, no, her no, acceptance no, no, letters. No, no. She moves to New York to follow him. And the guy who she talked to for once. like if once for like a yes. minute based your whole future on, <laughs> on that. one conversation <laughs> yes sure. so she gets excited and like she moves to new york and like her parents are freaking out because they want her to um go to a certain university and attend medical school and they have basically a whole plan for her but she's like you know what she's like i'm taking my life in my own hands i'm moving to new york and it's basically a coming-of-age story where she kind of discovers herself. She makes friends. She falls in love. She gets heartbroken. And then there's, like, a a love triangle between her and, like, the two guys. Oh, and, okay. And I loved it. It was it was a really feel-good type of show. Definitely recommend. Yeah. I mean, like, I haven't watched it personally, but I have heard that it was really good. 
All right. Well, I'm. Are you? Do yeah. you want to say anything else? Though? No, that's it. Go ahead. Okay. Um, well, I'm sticking on the TV show Train. Ooh. Um, and I will be talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is um, the newest Marvel show on Disney Plus. Um, so basically, I am a Marvel fan. Um, yes, I am. And I was really excited for this one because I love Sam um, and I love Bucky. I think, you know, those are two great characters. And this show wasn't really your regular superhero project. Like, while it was about our new Captain America, it just went so much deeper than that. And, like, just to give a quick rundown of, like, if you don't know the plot of, like, the Avengers, like, the last one. It basically takes place after the events of that. And with, like, Bucky suffering from immense PTSD and depression from his life as the Winter Soldier, which basically, you know, he was a he was a man forced to be an assassin and had no control over his own body. And he was struggling with that. And then we also have Sam, on the other hand, who's trying to keep his family afloat, despite him being an Avenger and, like, being a person that saved the world. Um, and he his family is drowning in the sense where, like, they have no funds. Like, they have to sell their family boat and... It's just not looking good for his family. And, yeah, so basically it's just, like, everyone that's kind of, like, disappeared after the villain snap. So basically half of the world's population just disappeared and just didn't exist for five years. And um, they've kind of obviously been returned. And now they have no home and no job because obviously those have been taken by the people that still populated the earth at that time. And then we have um, a group of, group of people. So they they were considered the villains of the show for the longest time. And it's just about them wanting to give supplies to those who have been displaced and, like, don't have a home anymore. Um, and, yeah, it just, like, it was just, like, it stood out for me because of, like, it dealing with issues that superhero shows never would deal with. They never deal with, like, um, the repercussions of their actions. They never deal with, like, rebuilding a whole city they just don't deal with that. And it, like, it had such great dialogue in terms of, like, racism and, like, you know, Sam Wilson is a black man and he is chosen by the old Captain America to be the next Captain America. Mm. And obviously me being, you know, an Indo-Caribbean woman, I don't obviously consider what he would be going through at a time like that, you know? Like, you're given the shield, you're Captain America, end of the day, that's it, Right. Um, but no, he obviously had to think about the world isn't ready for a black Captain America, perhaps. And, you know, how does that go about? And like, how did, how is that discussed in a show that is very much superhero oriented? And yeah, I just love that show because of how it dealt with that and how it dealt with like Bucky's PTSD and him being a white man and trying to accept the fact of, you know, maybe there is racism in the world and like maybe... Sam, you know, his fears are warranted. And he obviously saw it as like, no, you were given the shield. You are Captain America. And it's like, I don't know. It just had a lot. They dealt with a lot in the show. And I love how they did it. And I love how it was story of like self-healing and like recognizing your own self-worth. And yeah, it was just a great, great show. Highly recommend it. Even if you're not a superhero fan, you might be a bit lost, but love it. Just to, like, be fair, I, I do think that those kinds of issues are explored in uh, superhero stories, but it's in the comics. Yeah, probably. Comics are 
full of why are humans the way that they are? How do you cope with being a superhero? What does it mean? What does it mean when you're yeah. a, a person of color being a superhero? Yeah, yeah. Like, all those issues are usually explored in comics and like the darker yeah. nature of human of humanity. Yeah. But maybe not in, in movies, per se. Not in movies. Not in the movies. I think they do, like, talk about, yeah, um, the, like, the Avengers ruining cities. Like, yeah, they mm-hmm. do talk about that and, like, you know, like, how many people died, how many buildings were destroyed, things like that. They do talk about that, but deeper issues that are, like, everyday mm-hmm. life issues mm-hmm. aren't really discussed because they don't really have the time to do that a two-hour movie. Whereas in this case, we had six hours to discuss everything that was going on with these characters. Yeah. And, like, I just feel like them dealing with, you know, Sam being the new Captain America and being black was something that, you know, I just, like, I kind of took for granted. I was like, ooh, he's a new Captain America. Let's yeah. just watch a movie. I'm so ready for it. But, honestly, there were so many people that were hating on the idea of him being the new Captain America because of his skin color. And because, you know, we had Steve Rogers, Chris Evans playing captain america before him and you know i mean it just goes to show how relevant it is for them to explore that idea in the show because you see those same repercussions and discussions in the real world as the switch is made so it's like very meta in that way yeah no exactly have you seen wandavision yes i have and i really enjoyed that too it made me cry I love Marvel. I'm not like a Disney person and I'm no longer subscribed to Disney Plus, but I do think that it it sounds like it's interesting the shows that they're exploring on that yeah. platforms and like the types of shows that they're exploring and how they're doing it. So that's cool. Well, I think it's you know, they have more time to do so, right? Like they have I think WandaVision was eight episodes mm-hmm. and that's basically, you know, six-ish maybe seven hours of content where like if we're doing a film an hour and 30 minutes or two hours may like maybe isn't enough to deal with all of these traumas and and you know problems that they deal with in the show it allows them to explore characters more complexly all right anything else or do i move on no that's it okay so my next pick is a fantasy romance, um, indie published fantasy romance. Um, I think everything, no, I was going to say everything in my list was indie. The, his secondhand <laughs> wife wasn't. Um, so it's The Moonfire Bride by Sylvia Mercedes. Okay, so it's both a Hades and Persephone retelling and an Eros and Psyche retelling. Ooh. no way so essentially the premise of the story is that you have the heroine who is valera and valera was chosen by um what's his name Aralus. Aralus. names difficult today apparently um <laughs> and she was chosen by him to become his next bride and the whole like retelling part of it comes in the fact that while well, a she's sort of stolen away from her world mm-hmm. and thrust into this other world and um she can't see him for 300 plus days so like i think it's like um it's like 375 days plus whatever like whatever it's it's the whole myth of like you can't see him and then she also can't um leave in order to break the curse because there's a curse on yeah. him and his people um anyway and he's sort of like made in shadows so they only meet at night in the shadows and they have Ooh. you know discussions and stuff anyways um i 
really enjoyed the story. It was quite sweet, actually. Like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's angsty. Um, it wasn't, like, a, the best thing I've ever read, but I really enjoyed it. Like, it was sweet. It was fast-paced. Um, it made me mad in some parts, and it definitely made me interested to read the sequel, which came out. It's called The Sunfire King. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what to say. I just love that myth. Like, the whole, like, you can't see him myth. Like, I've read That's a couple books with that now. And yeah. I just love it, man. I don't know what it is. Like, the the I think it's, like, the temptation, you know? Because, mm-hmm. like, you don't know what they look like. And you can't yeah. look at them. So there is no touching? So, like, no, we're touch No, there is stars? touching. Because, like, they meet in the dark. Okay. Or like the, you know, very dim light. So they they can touch. The, he She just can't see his face. Yeah. If you know the myth, you know how it ends. Okay. But yeah. No, I, I know. But I just like, I just want to know in terms of the characters and like how far things could go in book one. But, but I, I really like the world and like how she, you know, built it, like the world that she built, I, I thought was really yeah. interesting and like the creatures and uh, Valera had this like passion for uh, designing dresses, which I always love because, you know, that's something I wanted to do when I was like eight. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's cool. It's, 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 it's cool. It's not, you know, out of this world, never seen anything better in my life, but it is interesting and yeah. I'm looking forward to the next one. That's exciting. I just feel like Hades and Persephone is a myth that's always, like, I feel like it's the ones that are more popular as we're spelling. So I've never really read an Eros and Psyche. Psyche? Psyche. 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 Retelling before. So I'm really intrigued by that one. I mean, it's not, like, super Hades and Persephone. I do think that I do have, like, a gripe with authors nowadays who kind of just stick the Hades and Persephone retelling sticker on anything yeah. where it's like oh she's taken away from her world and it's like Hades and Persephone everyone and then like there's a little bit more there's to more that to myth, myth than just yeah that, you know <laughs> yeah so the Eros and Psyche thing is like I I do see it in the book obviously but um yeah more so than Hades and Persephone like it's don't okay. read it if you want Hades and Persephone okay okay yeah there's so many books that do it for you that Honestly, for Hades and Persephone, so I am intrigued but there by Eros isn't and Psyche. Enough good Hades and Persephone retellings in this world. I second that. That is so sad. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm constantly disappointed. Anyways, girl, same. I just feel like Hades is so sexy and like Agreed. just this myth is so good. But I just need more. Yeah. I need more tellings of that. More retellings. Yeah. And I, a lot of them make Hades really soft, which, like, I get it in the sense that he was probably one of the softest gods yeah. of them all. And lonely. Yeah. He never cheated on Persephone. He's the he's one of the only ones that wasn't polygamous. The loyal one. Mm-hmm. So good for him, you know? But I'm not into soft Hades. I'm sorry. Yeah. Alpha Hades that's still faithful. Well, yes, mm-hmm. but not soft. Yes. Yeah. No, that's what I said. Alpha, Alpha Hades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Katie Katie Roberts Roberts is coming out with one Neon Gods. I know, but I'm hers excited. It's just not for me. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm excited though. Anyways, honorable mentions. Let's go. There you go. What a segue. Let's go. <laughs> okay, so for my honorable mention, it's gonna be a show. Um, it's gonna be Good Girls. I don't know if you guys see. I've been seeing that a lot on Netflix and people talking about it, but I like. Girl, ass tell is us about it. With that show, it's good. I it's know. Really, so tell really me all good. about it. I see the guy. You always post the guy. Yeah, Rio. Uh, How do I so even? Good. You know even know his, his name? I know his name. March like, knows. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't even watched the show, and she knows. So it's a, basically about these three moms that are kind of struggling with money. Um, with a cheating husband, and then with another daughter, another mom is dealing with her daughter that's sick, and they're just all tight with money, and they're just kind of fed up and decide to rob a grocery store, and they end up getting away with it, and turns out, if if I remember correctly from the first season, they rob the grocery store, but the grocery store has some some type of connection with with Rio who's kind of like a he launders money so basically they stole from him so he go he finds out and he goes into he he breaks into the main heroine's her name's Beth house he breaks in and he's like where's my money and then that kind of like sparks a relationship where she ends up working for him and she ends up washing you know the money and all that um she launders the money and it just it just a lot of shit happens like and then like you see their relationship kind of like develop like very slowly and then you start to see him like have a thing for her and like the way he says like her name like elizabeth like oh god i fucking love it (laughs) i've seen a compilation of that (laughs) yes it's oh he's so sexy it's really good stuff. I really, really recommend you. It sounds really it. hot. I gotta yeah. say. It does. Is it a comedy though? No, right? Um, there's some there's funny moments. Like there's moments where where it's funny and then there's moments where it's like really like serious. You're like, oh shit. But they kind of so, like make a dark it funny. Comedy. Like a dark comedy, yeah. Okay. There's some some moments where you're just like, oh Ooh, shit, like it's I'm really intrigued. dark. But yeah. then it comes like something they say something and it like it makes it funny. Um Okay. It's good. It's a really good I'm intrigued. Show. It's on the fourth season right now. Nice. All right. So my honorable mention is Requiem of a Soul. So it's by um, A. Zavarelli and Natasha Knight. Oh, um, this I is actually this a book that you found, Em. And it's a dark romance and mafia. And the reason why um, it kind of intrigued me was it reminded me of my favorite Turkish show, Herjai. And mm. it was just, it's basically a whole... Um, her father destroyed his life and ruined his family. So in turn, he's going to use her as a means for revenge. And the story kind of starts off that way. And he hates all things Moreno, which is her name. And he chooses her for his wife. And obviously, like, you know, if you're into uh, degrading, if you are into uh, rough, you know, maybe not consensual things. Wow. Basically, he's part of, like, a cult called the Society. And each um, son, like, one of the Society's sons, he's considered, like, high up there. Mm -hmm. There's, like, I think 12 families, and hers is, like, the absolute last. 
or like they're like on the cusp of joining into it. Anyways, he because he's like a founding, he's from a founding family. Um, he has more say and more rights, and basically it's a it's a cult or a society if you want to call it that's very much obviously sexist, misogynistic. They believe in branding their women. Um, oh my! Yeah, it's it's not a light read. You're not going in expecting a dark actual romance. I. Like uh, you said previously about another book that you were reading, there's not really much romance in mm-hmm. this. It's more of like a power struggle. Um, there are moments where like, you know, he appears somewhat, you know, good or caring mm-hmm. or gentle. Mm-hmm. And then the next moment he treats her like complete and utter shit. Wow. And yeah, it's just if you're in the mood for something like that, which I was at the time, it delivers in that sense, um, but it is a three-parter with following okay. the same couple for all three books. Okay. Book three is not out yet. I believe it's coming out next week. Oh, and I forgot to mention. I'm so sorry. Uh, he is very much scarred. Uh, it was a family, like the family, um, they burnt in a fire, and he was the only one that survived, and because of that, he is severely burned. And um, he takes it upon himself to own his scars and kind of tattoos, um, like, like a Spanish skull on his face. Um, oh, it's an actual tattoo on his face? he just walks around with that on his face and it sounds Ooh. hot. Yeah. I'm going to give this one a try soon. <laughs> <laughs> what does it say about us that probably 90% of the books we read has, have like a scarred hero? I think it just... Or does it mean something about the romance genre and not necessarily us? <laughs> I, I don't know. <clears throat> I just like the vulnerability it gives the men. Yeah. I think. Because, mm. like, he obviously starts the story, like, I think up until the end of the, the first book. He honestly believes she believes that he's ugly. Yeah. And because she does call him a monster and he thinks it's just, like, his physical appearance that she's talking about but she's actually not she finds him attractive it's the inner you know personality that she's calling a monster <laughs> sorry that made no sense but it no made it sense did, in my it head. did. it's just yeah, funny because okay. usually it's the other way around it's like the inner personality is like where the love is. oh yeah you're like no the monster's like within <laughs> no he's a piece of shit like if I were in her shoes, I would literally be trying to run away at this point. But we love him sometimes like that, you know? He literally threatens to kill her so many times. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I know it's a mafia romance, and mafia men don't really grovel mm. or, like, apologize, yeah. you know? Um, but I am curious to see if that ever happens because he is pretty bad to her. But I like that this book gives us his perspective as well like we get inside his head and we see that he honestly is struggling with like liking her despite everything Mm. yeah anyways I talked a lot about this book but so I mean first one I won't really talk about uh, beyond saying that um, I put cursed from Netflix, the Netflix okay. show on my honorable mention because, well, first of all, I haven't finished the show, so I figured I can't really put a show that I haven't finished on my actual list. Not because okay. I don't want to, just because I am a terrible, terrible uh, audience member who just never finishes show. So, <laughs> you know. But, um, I mean, I don't really know. Do you want to say anything about Cursed? 
Seth, since you've I mean, watched it. Was, it. I loved it, and I'm an advocate for it being uh, renewed. I need a season two. Only because I love the monk yeah. and, you know, his character growth. And also I ship him you know. and Nimue. Yeah. I'm like five episodes in. And yeah, my main takeaway is I really ship him and Nimue. I just feel like they're setting it up. But at the same time, I've been disappointed so many times in my life that I don't <laughs> believe in anything anymore until it happens. No, but... <laughs> If you ever decide to finish the remaining five episodes, yeah, um, I honestly think they are setting them up, mm. and because of where his character ends up by the end of the season. I mean, they're. I feel like they're obviously making him not overly evil. Like I've seen worse. I've shipped worse before. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Throw back to our Dark Queen episode, everyone. If you haven't <laughs> seen yeah. that yet, feel free to go. <laughs> Have a listen. And listen to us try to um, explain and rationalize yeah. the Darkling's decision <laughs> making. Justify our choices in the matter. Yeah. Um, anyway, really enjoying it. Uh, we'll go back to it at some point before uh, 2030, perhaps. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the second thing was just um, It's Wild Sign by Patricia Briggs, which is the sixth book in the Alpha and Omega Ooh. series. And I am mentioning it because it's my, so far, only five-star read of the year. And Ooh. I freaking loved it. Y'all know, if you've been here a minute, that Charles, love of my life, and Anna, love her to bits, and them together, obsessed. Love them. I just think that Patricia Briggs just knows how to create a series where you have two people that get together earlier on. But yeah. yet somehow finds a way to maintain, like, an interesting romantic arc, if that makes sense. Where you're, like, still invested even when it's just, like, them having, like, sweet soft moments together. And you're just like, oh my mm -hmm. god, this is so cozy and warm and fuzzy and I want it all. Um, so anyway, the, and the plots are really cool. Like, she has really, really <laughs> interesting, cool plots. Especially in the Alpha and Omega series, for me personally, anyway. Yeah. Um, but I did... You know, I am currently finishing the Mercy Thompson series as well. So pat on the back for that achievement because that's, that's a 12-book series. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> and what book are you on now? I'm on the 12th and it's 12 books so far. It's not done yet. I'm only getting wow. caught up with the series at this point. But, you know, I'm pretty proud of myself. Alpha and Omega, the book that you just mentioned, yeah. that was the one that you were waiting for. I remember you saying yes, that was. a book was releasing. I was, okay. I was. It came out this year in March. So it's a fairly recent <clears throat> uh, release. But it's so good. Okay. So and good. when is the next one coming out? Girl. <laughs> Girl. Probably next year. Well, yeah. no, because how it works is that I think she releases two Mercy Thompson books and then an Alpha and Omega. So it's like every two years, oh. there's a new Alpha and Omega book, unfortunately. And next year, it's Mercy Thompson. Then the year after that, I think it will be Mercy Thompson again. And then. So Ooh. Charles and Anna, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to miss them so much. Prayers, thoughts and prayers for me in this hard time. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, gosh. So that was my okay. list. Well, that that's sad. I hope by, like, two years you don't forget, you know, everything about Anna and Charles. Are you asking me if I'm ever going to forget Charles? No, it was a stupid question. I remember you saying you loved him. He's like my contemporary Rowan. He is my contemporary Rowan. Oh, my uh -huh. God. 
Or like where See, now that you said that, now I want to read it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you guys would like it, though. You have to like urban fantasy. I do love, love. I can't stress enough that I love the audiobooks so much. And that's the way to go yeah. with, the, with the series. Hunter Graham, second love of my life. His voice, I would marry <laughs> if I could. <laughs> he is so good. And the way he, like, embodies Charles as a character is just... Mm-hmm. Slow clap. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> clearly I could go on and on about this, so maybe we should stop. Have you ever searched up the narrator? It's just to, you know, see. Uh, no, I haven't. But also, I don't want to be disappointed, you know what I mean? Like, I want to live yeah. in this fantasy of what I imagine the man yeah. with that voice is, because this is just the most delicious voice I've ever heard. Yeah, and also you don't want to, like, shatter that, like, the image you've already grown, that, like, his voice is Charles, you know? Like, you don't want to... Yeah. yeah. I did that once for an audiobook, and I looked up, and I think I found the actual guy, and I'm just like, ah. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have gone snooping. We sound so obnoxious right now. Oh, God. Apologies. All right. Well, before we, um, you know, continue on uh, that path, uh, let's end this episode. Unless anyone else has anything else to say. Okay. So I have a question. All right. Hit it. Which fictional world that you girls mentioned today Ooh. would you want to live in? Or which heroine would you want to replace well i wouldn't want to be with a third dick i wouldn't want to be with third uh third leg uh alien wait wait but can we choose from other worlds like worlds that you guys have mentioned or do i have to stick to my own no i know we can we can do uh, each other's worlds that we've mentioned we can do that this is a tough one like seth is going to the reverse harem world no okay (laughs) see this is my thing this is my thing. I don't know if this is snobbish or whatever. I'm fine with it being in smut. But if I have to, like, I'm mm. not someone that likes um, reading about multiple partners or, like, uh, reverse harems or her- harems in general. That's not something I personally would look for in a romance novel. But smut, I, I'm all for it. Um, and for myself, I don't know if I could share my partner with other people. Um that being said, why mm. why was I the first person to uh Because you, know, you just you just yeah. took over. I was like I was gonna be like maybe the orcs, but then I don't wanna deal with all that cum. <laughs> That's a lot of cum. Uh, and then I like the idea of, you know, your angsty scarred hero, Marge. From his second hand wife? Yeah, but then I need mm. running water. I mean, it's the late 1800s. They surely have water at that point. No? Like 1880. I'm pretty sure running water was But I'm thing. also brown, so how would that work in terms of like... All right, Um. that being said, then I choose to be Nimue in Cursed um, because she has awesome powers. Um. Mm. Sure, you know, she kind of might die um because of you know her people being massacred and killed yeah that's that's Um, very true but when she if she yes if she ever ends up with him and forms allies and things like that um you know it might not be so bad and she gets you know the monk all right s for me i think i would the world i would love to explore and maybe be a part of is from saving us 
Ascara? Ascara? With the third leg as a dick? With the... Yep. Why are you With guys referring it to a third leg like it's long? <laughs> it wasn't particularly Not that long. it's long, but it has a mind of its own. My leg, my right leg and my left leg move separately. Like you say this but dick does. They don't does. have like a brain. They're not like sentient where it's like your left leg is just moving. Now I'm just picturing like a worm. Is that any better? Yeah. I mean, if if that's what S wants, she can have it. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'm. No it's a safe space. No kink shaming. <laughs> Thank you. You are allowed to say what you want with no repercussions. I'm sorry. I take that back. You are allowed to have third leg dick. Go ahead. Your desires are validated here. <laughs> so yeah, I would love to explore the how Sam says it the third day. Love that for you. Wish you the best. Yes. Enjoy it. <laughs> um, what about you, Em? Okay. Um. Is it cheating though if I say I want to be a part of? The Alpha and Omega world. <laughs> How is it no. cheating? Well, because I just raved about it. I don't know. It's not Am cheating. Allowed? You're allowed. Right, well, I mean, okay. Here's the thing. It's not an easy life. There are a lot of creatures that want you dead dead. So, but at the same time, I would have Charles by my side and if Charles is by my side, how could life ever not be worth it? You know, like it's yeah. just he makes it worth it mm-hmm. and he will protect me because, yes. he's, you know, an assassin. And, yes, and he girl. Knows yes. How to kill. And so, <laughs> and so, you know, the one downside is that probably that would mean that I'm also a werewolf because Anna is and they can't have kids. But, you know, we will get through this. We will yeah. get through these hard times. And, and there's so many options nowadays. If you ever right. decide to have children, you know, it's not an issue. Adoption. Adoptions. Mm-hmm. We're just, you know, we'll figure it out. So that's my answer. And I think it's a valid answer. Any world where Charles is, is a good world I want to be in. All right. Great answers, everyone. And I love how I said one of my things, the reason why I couldn't choose Noah was because, you know, I wanted running water, but I'm literally going back to medieval times. Oh, that's right. (laughs) right. For a monk. (laughs) That's funny. All right. So... Thanks for listening to this episode of Romancing the Monsters. Um, I hope you found a couple wrecks that you can add to your TBR. If mm-hmm. so, happy reading. If not, happy reading. You know, we can- or <laughs> happy watching as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can don't forget to reach out if you want to reach out. Um, you can find us on Instagram. We are Romancing the Monsters podcast on Twitter. Uh, it's the RTM pod on TikTok is Romance and the Monsters pod. And you can also email us at Romance and the Monsters podcast at gmail.com. And you can also send us letters, you know, to sure. uh, nothing. To I'm no kidding. P.O. box whatsoever. <laughs> I just feel like it's like a long list and it keeps getting longer as like a new social media thing comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Here's, Here's a Snapchat. I don't even know. Yeah, LinkedIn. Um, like whatever MySpace. MySpace. Do we have a Facebook page? No, huh? We have to make. No, a, we don't. 
<laughs> no, we don't. Thank God for that. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, and you can also find me on both uh, Twitter and Instagram at foes and lovers. And you can find me as on both Instagram and Twitter at but this book. And you can find me, Saf, uh, you know, dick connoisseur. <laughs> you better change your name right now. I'm, yeah, I'm I, I don't want to get reported or like flagged, so sorry. You're just going to have to envision enemy swords. NSFW as... account now. <laughs> I have so many Turkish people following me, I can't do that. Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, you can follow me, Saf, on both Instagram and Twitter at Pros with Wolves. And that's it. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.